Today on Locked On Red Wings, Detroit squeezes out the win in San Jose. Is the curse finally broken? Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Scotty, congratulations. You're Michigan Wolverines have won the Rose Bowl and have a chance to beat Washington in the national championship game. So I just want to get that out of the way first. Congratulations. Fun night. Yeah. I mean, I'm very much a Walmart Wolverine. Uh, let's get that clear. I do not have a degree from Michigan, but yes, been, uh, been a, been a fan my whole life at least. So yeah, fun, uh, fun night. Yeah. I still have my, uh, I'm down South visiting family and, uh, yeah, my, my little sister found some markers, so I still have some <laughs> some uh, Michigan uh, stuff Cat on my food. hands here. But yeah, um, yeah, it was uh, it was a fun it was a fun Monday night. That is oh, for sure. That is certainly one word you could use to describe that game. That is the um, word I would use to describe that. Would that, that fantastic evening for uh, for me for sure? Would that be the word you would use to describe this five three win over the San Jose Sharks? However, no. It is not even remotely the word I would use. Do you want to know the word? I, I want to know the word. You want to know the word right now? That, that's a good smooth transition. That was so good that I didn't even realize it was the transition. That was pretty good, especially for 140 in the morning, which it is right now. These are my peak um, hours, man. I'm at peak performance right now. Do you remember where I don't, I don't think you were host ever. yet when I used to wear a hood every single episode? I don't oh, I remember were. somebody commenting about like take your hood off. That was really funny. Yeah, I used <laughs> I used to wear a hood like almost every episode and then yeah, I, I stopped because like that was I felt, you know, probably unprofessional as we started moving into like YouTube era. But now it's almost 2 a.m. So it's back. Um, my word You're is handsome. stupid. That's my word. Seriously, I thought of it in the middle of the game. I was like, this is the dumbest game I've watched in a while. Um, dumb, stupid, whatever, whichever one suits your fancy. That's genuinely my word for this game. This was absurd. This was a, a ridiculous hockey game. Um, they won, so vibes are high. But if vibes we're going, are not high. I just no, no, no. I agreed, and like that. That's my point. Is if we're gonna play the game like after the Bruins game when we come on here and we're like, oh, you know, it was a loss, but like they played well. How mad can we be? We also have the right to do the opposite when we get a win. But we look how we just looked and be like, well, we got two points. It's hard to be too upset. But like that was kind of brutal and really sloppy and disgusting and stupid, which is my word. Listen, I mean, I'll get to my word in a second, but I just wanted to respond with what you said. You know, there are going to be some people out there who are going to use and it to a degree, there is truth to it, right? The Red Wings are playing just as we're tired sitting here after watching this game. Like this, they're essentially, even though they're in the West Coast, they're essentially playing at 140 in the morning, too. So that is to, to their bodies, at least. So there is a small amount of truth to that. But I just want to nip that in the bud, though, right away, because that 
alone is not enough of a reason to give them a pass for their performance in this hockey game. I mean, this was a this is a, outside of Thomas Hurdle. I don't know if there's a single player on that hockey team who would be like a regular in the NHL. And I'm probably blowing it out of proportion. There's probably a few like Barbanov's pretty solid, yeah, but like people like. Yeah, like Eklund, people are, you know. Yeah, William Eklund, obviously, that's a great point, is is going to be a solid NHL, or he's already developing into a nice one. But it's just like, this is, by design, the worst team in the league because they want Macklin Celebrini. Yeah, intentionally, yeah. And the Red Wings just continue to struggle against this team. In the first game, it was Hail Mary after Hail Mary, just teams exchanging blows. In this game, the Red Wings looked like they didn't want to be there. The broadcast sounded like they didn't want to be there either. Like I've never, and this isn't a shot at Ken Daniels whatsoever, because Ken Daniels is the goat for hockey broadcasters in the city of Detroit and one of the best to ever do it. But even he was super like low energy this game because everyone is just so tired. But like for the players on the ice, that's not an excuse because your job is to come out and be ready to play. And they didn't look like they were ready to play in this game. I mean, that first period was embarrassing. The San Jose Sharks were dominating the Red Wings. And honestly, it didn't really change too much outside of the first period in terms of, you know, the the Red Wings generating opportunities. But that first period, especially like the Sharks, just the Red Wings couldn't get possession and they couldn't get out of their own defensive zone. It was it was crazy. Yeah, no. And and so I because I'm I'm down in Georgia for the week, um, I can watch on ESPN plus and not get blacked out. And so I've, I watched this game and uh, the broadcast that was available to me was the sharks broadcast. And even the sharks broadcasters had made a comment in the first and second periods about how the wings looked sluggish. They were like, wow, like high energy from the sharks. Like they look like they're out playing the wings. Like et cetera, et cetera. They, they insane. made multiple comments like that. In the first couple of periods of the game, man, um, it, it was it was really and like it's one thing to be to have I don't know if lethargic's the right word, but it's it's one thing to be sluggish. We'll we'll use your word there uh, to, to be sluggish like that. But I mean, some of the I mean the decisions that were being oh, made, dude. some of the decision making and the execution of play. I mean, it was just. It, I don't know. It, it was it was not pretty. It was really not pretty. It, it was sloppy, slop, sloppy passing all three periods. My goodness, um, it, it was tough. Yeah, no, you're you're spot on. And, and right there at the end, you know, the sloppy passing is really what stood out to me in the first twenty. I mean, all throughout the game, but especially the first twenty, the Red Wings were trying to be way too cute with their passes. They kept trying to make these cross ice neutral zone passes that would just continually get passed picked oh, off they, they didn't tried to stop make, trying either it just yeah. kept failing and they kept doing it and they kept trying to make cross ice like defensive zone passes too that would get picked off and that's why they couldn't they could not break into the offensive zone scotty in 18 minutes and seven seconds of five on five hockey in the first period the san jose sharks had a had 29 shot attempts for to the detroit red wings nine they had a 76 percent share of shot attempts they had a 65% share of the unblocked shot attempts. The Red Wings blocked, doing the quick math, you know, I had 16 shots in the first period, which we've talked about this earlier in the season. On one hand, 
you like to see because you like to see that the players are willing to put their bodies on the line to protect their goalie. But on the other hand, if you're blocking 16 shots, that means you do not have the puck. And if you do not have the puck, Scotty, throughout all three periods of this hockey game, I was terrified when the Sharks had the puck in the offensive zone because it just felt like they were going to score. And that is an embarrassing feeling to have. And and I I don't mean any disrespect to the players on the ice for the San Jose Sharks because just like any other players, like they're going out there to win hockey games. They're not... They're given a, a roster that's not meant to be competitive, but they're trying their best. But this is not a team that's designed to do that. And the Red Wings just continually allowed them to do that. And the time zone thing for them is no excuse. It can be a, it can be an excuse for us. It can be an excuse for the broadcasters, but it cannot be excuse for the, be an excuse for the athletes on the ice that especially a Red Wings team that is slumping so hard right now. Like they they needed this game. I mean, they had a 76% share of the quality shot yeah. attempts in the first period. Like, how do you come out, especially after Scotty? It's I don't know how I have this much passion in me at 145, <laughs> but especially when you the Red Wings play one of the best games they have in this huge backslide backslide that they're on two days ago against a very good Boston Bruins team. Just a super complete game that you barely lose despite all your best efforts, a game you deserve the win, and you come out in this game against the San Jose Sharks, the comfortably worst team in the league, and just look flat-footed. I don't get it. And, yeah, they had a push in the second period. They looked a lot better until the second half of the second, but the third period wasn't that much better. It's just, it's mind Even the very end of the second. Like, let's not forget the last two minutes or minute and a half or whatever the second, which was completely Sharks-dominated as well, man. Like, it was... There was just this nice little eight to ten minutes in the in the heart of the second period where the wings looked really good and and looked like the better team. And the other, you know, fifty minutes uh, where you pretty much got pushed around by comfortably the worst team in the NHL, man. Um, and and like there's a lot of complaining. And all of that being said, they did get two points, which is what they needed to do. So it's. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a common saying, right? We don't complain about a win. We don't complain about two points. I, right. I'm sorry. I'm complaining about this. One. No, and like, that, <laughs> you know, I, I again, I've I've said it a lot this year. At the end of the day, they uh, yeah, obviously it's not my quote, but like they don't ask how they ask how many like that's 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 true. And like at the end of the year, we're going to look back and it's going to be two points from the Sharks, which they should have gotten. But it's just added if it was one outlier surrounded by a couple of weeks of really good, really good hockey, that'd be much different. But this has been a, a team that is sliding, you know, it has has really not looked great lately. And now they do get two points, which is all fine and dandy. Not going to try my best at 2 a.m. not to complain too much, but um, it's it's just, it's, it's hard when it's thrown into the middle of uh, how they've looked lately. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to continue this conversation. Um, I don't know, maybe complain a little bit more on my end. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what's in store. But there is positives in this game. Uh, Lucas Raymond, three assists night. As far as offense goes, he was the main engine. Uh, Moritz Sider, I thought, was fantastic. Alex Lyon, despite a sub-900 save percentage, I think was the main yeah. reason that you didn't lose this hockey game. So we'll bring all that back in segments two and three. So stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings. 
The NFL season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place buy a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, Scotty and I are talking about the 5-3 to three win over the San Jose Sharks. And yes, uh, to Scotty's credit, you know, we don't, we don't, they don't ask how, they ask how many. The Red Wings got the win. It was not a pretty win, but a win all the same. And if I were to say, you know, I don't want to say a silver lining to this win because like the silver lining is they got the W. Um, but, you know, I, I tweeted earlier in the day that, the Red Wings were presented with a golden opportunity to write this ship against the very team that started this gnarly skid. You know, that's what was it? Six to five overtime loss to the San Jose Sharks was the first loss in this gross stretch that the Red Wings are on. And obviously the following game, I think against Ottawa was when the Larkin injury happened and the Perron suspension happened and the injury woes began. Everything kind of just began to fall apart from there. And they have really struggled to right the ship. And this was a great opportunity for the Red Wings to do so. The Sharks have been were losers of eight coming into the game. Hadn't scored more than two goals. Uh, or had only scored more than two goals in one of those games. Of course, now that's two of those games because they scored three against the Red Wings. Um, but if you want to try and frame this going forward, while it wasn't a pretty win, a win nonetheless can help to build confidence for the team going forward, you have a really tough game, another late game. Hopefully, the, you know, the, whatever jet lag they may have is adjusted by Thursday. We have another late game against the Los Angeles Kings, one of the best teams in the NHL. That's going to be a real test. And, I mean, we know this Red Wings team can play up to their opponents. We just saw that on New Year's Eve with the Boston Bruins. They lost, but they played a very good hockey game. So it's not out of the realm of realism that they could win that hockey game. It'll be a tough battle, but they could do it. And then Anaheim on Sunday. So if you're looking ahead, you have a win against the Predators, a hard-fought loss to the Bruins, a win against the Sharks. If you can go into L.A., it's a tall order, tall ask, and even if it's just to, to steal a win like you did against Nashville, then you're starting to feel momentum come back your way. You're you string together a couple wins. You're right back in the playoff picture because despite this skid, the Red Wings aren't that far out of it. I think coming into today, they are three points behind Tampa for yeah. the last wild card spot. So and Tampa lost, so they're two or one point behind now. So you're you're still right there. You the Red Wings just have got to string together a couple wins, and you'll be right back in this. Momentum will come back to their side, and I'll look back on a ugly win to the San Jose Sharks much more favorably if it means we can build on top of that. And that's what I'm hoping they can do to right the ship against the very team that set them on this downward spiral to begin with. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Obviously going into LA and walking out of there with a win is going to be uh, a tall order, but I mean, to your point, I mean, not just to reiterate what you just said, but they, they've been playing, I had somebody replied on one of my tweets tonight with the same thing. Like they, they've just consistently been playing to their competition 
for a while. And that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's a giveth and taketh type of mentality, right? That you're, you're going to be fond of that when they play better teams. And obviously you're going to be really frustrated when they play poor teams. So yeah, man, I, I would like to think that the team that played against Boston is able to show up. And at the end of the day, they skated by and Again, like it, I I don't want to just sound like super negative and be super complainy and whiny. Like we did walk out of there with two points, and and uh, if you can if you can go into to the LA game, and and obviously we'll we'll preview that one uh, later in the week, whatever what, tomorrow. I don't know why I said it like that, but uh, it's you know it's 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 just it's been a frustrating couple of weeks, and this game was a frustrating game in the midst of a frustrating stretch, and. Uh, but, but, you know, at final scoreboard went our way. So I guess, uh, shouldn't be as upset. It's just really hard to, man. There's still so many just glaring. You watch this game, glaring issues that need to be corrected going forward. And, uh, if we were playing again, no disrespect to the sharks, but like, if you were playing anyone else in the league, you probably aren't walking out of there with two points. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, we, we don't want to harp on the negatives of this game. And there were positives to there speak were, to. There were. This, obviously, this was not all just doom and gloom. They they won. Yeah, they, they won. And I think in particular, I mean, my, my favorite guy in this game, obviously, if I were to pick one guy on the offense and on the defense that I thought were standout performers in a game where not a lot of offense was generated and there was a lot of scrambling in the defensive zone, offensively, Lucas Raymond was very good. I still want him to shoot the puck more because there are at least two times where I was like, Lucas, shoot the puck. I feel Uh, like that was a team thing in the, at the beginning of this game, man, they, the first, I don't know, period, period and a half. I feel like everybody was just like, Holy cow. Can you all please shoot, man? I mean, you could pull up the heat map if you wanted and show everyone. I really don't want to. I'm good. It's, it's really ugly. I was just about to get. You're gonna do it anyway. Deposit. I'm gonna do it. I brought it up. Now I got. Now I got to show the people. Yeah, you brought it up. You're doing this. You just riled yourself up. This is not yeah. good, guys. That's against the San Jose man. Sharks. That's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> you you cannot allow the San Jose Sharks of all teams to score one, three, five on five goals against the Red Wings, all in high danger areas. Well, two in high danger areas, one in the circle. That but but that Barbanoff's. I'm gonna ask you a question. Three. Which one of these is is worse? I don't uh, know if I know the answer. What yes. what is worse? Like, is it is it worse to go up against the Sharks and give up that, or is it worse to go go up play the Sharks and that be your offensive output? Which one is worse? Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> How I, again? I, I really I don't want to spend this entire show complaining because we did win, but it's just it. I mean, golly, man. I mean, it, again, and that's why I was I was trying to, and before I d- did this to myself, I was trying to focus more on the positives because Lucas Raymond, while there was, as you could see on the graph, and for those who are listening, I'm sorry I didn't describe it, but the Red Wings had basically no real high-danger attempts in front of the Sharks' goalie, goaltender, Kakonen. When they did happen, a lot of them were spawned off of Lucas Raymond's passing ability. And while he frustrates me with his, his his passiveness when it comes to shooting, that comes back to be a benefit for the Red Wings when he makes phenomenal feeds and smart plays that lead to goals for. And I think they said on the broadcast now he has 22 points in his last 25 games. So I know there's been a lot of scrutiny on Lucas Raymond, 
lately about how he's just not like scoring goals, but people got to come to the realization that that's not what Raymond is. He is a pass first guy. Like I still firmly believe that if he reaches his summit in terms of what his skill set is, he'll probably be a 20 to 30 goal guy, but most of his points are going to come via assist, which is fine in games like this where he gets three apples. I mean, the, the power play also converted twice, which was nice to see, but they weren't very pretty power play goals. I mean, they both kind of came off the rush or broken plays, yeah. but the feed that Lucas Raymond fed Daniel Sprong through a body to the bumper for Sprong to bury was a beautiful feed. He also had the secondary assists on David Perron's goal, where he was in the corner, fed the puck up to Sprong, who then beautiful cross zone feed to David Perron. And of course he had the primary assist on David Perron's going cross in front of the goaltender when Perron just throws it back. So like Lucas Raymond's passing when, when the offense did click, when the offense did produce results, they came because Lucas Raymond was making good passes. Yeah. And that is a really good thing to see. That is very yeah. encouraging. Yeah, Raymond Raymond was really good, and I'm sure on the other side of the break, Cider was really good, we'll talk about. Um, and then I thought Alex Lyon was really good as mm -hmm. well. So there's uh, this was, again, they, they, they won. They they did what they were supposed to do, and that's that's something that good teams do is get the win, even not on their best nights, and, and get the win against bad teams. So uh, good on you know everybody for getting the win, and Raymond certainly – uh, a big factor in that had a, was everywhere really, uh, and and really was a was a high impact player in a game that desperately needed high impact players for the wings. So I mean, just one last note on Lucas Raymond before we move on to segment three. Ed Moritz Sider, uh, he led the team in Corsi four percentage. He had sixty eight percent. So he had thirteen when he was on Not the ice. Bad. They produced thirteen shot attempts, four only six against. Uh, he led the team in expected goals four percentage, point four expected goals when he was on the ice. 0.14 expected goals against when he was on the ice as well, which is best on the team in this hockey game. Yeah. So Lucas Raymond, a lot of that comes off puck possession. You know, when we talk a lot and obviously forwards play defense too, right? It's a team game, but a lot of times when forwards lead the way to having less expected goals against is because when that forwards out there, the Red Wings are, your team's going to be possessing the puck more. And Lucas Raymond and his line of Dylan Larkin and David Perron were, like the one offensive line that was consistently producing or possessing the puck in this game. Didn't mean they, obviously, as you saw in the heat map, they weren't producing a lot of high quality shot attempts a lot of time, but they were the one offensive line in this hockey game that was consistently producing puck possession, which is, I guess, nice to see against, against the sharks, <laughs> but it is, it is a positive from this game for sure. Um, anyways, we'll take another quick break. Scotty, like you teased, we're going to be talking about Cider on the other side of it. So stay tuned to segment three of Lockdown Red Wings. Got to talk to you guys today about game time. It is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total up front so you know what you're that so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute seats with exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, and comedy, theater, and more. Their zone deals 
will help you pick the selection and game time will pick the seats for big time savings. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, we're talking about Mort Sider now. Uh, you know, he's not going to be topping the charts in this game in regards to, like, Corsi four percentage or expected goals four percentage. He was he was slightly above middle of the pack, but it's one of those games where they deploy him in every possible situation. One, also, I think he I'm, he got power play one looks in this game, actually replacing mm-hmm. Shane Gossespierre on the top power play, although, ironically, power play two is the one that converted in both times. Uh, but he obviously got big penalty kill minutes. He played, I think, the most five-on-five, five, if not the most, might be second to Sherratt just because of the way they try to divvy it up. Um, yeah, Sider played, yeah, second most five-on-five five minutes next to Sherratt, who played 18.50. He played 18.34, Sider did, for a total of 24 minutes and 18 seconds across all of it. Uh, this is a guy that in this game, they put in every single situation, and in every situ- single situation, he was very good. And he was like first or second, I think, in all three scenarios as far as time on ice goes. Mm -hmm. I think he was second in uh, shorthanded, like you said, first and even and then top two in power play as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who this is like there was a big talk for a little bit there about his regression. And we, we obviously defended him on that. And since then they've put together three solid games. Yeah. And on top of that, I, I think a big part of, of this newfound success is that, Oh my goodness, Scotty, they're being deployed a lot more in the offensive zone. Like it significantly it, go, more. Yeah. Go figure that that helps. And there, he's also, you know, still getting a quite a bit of defensive zone deployments as well, but that's fine. That's, that's what you want. You want a more even split. So, yeah, he and Jake Wallman still led the defense on defensive zone shift starts, but they actually got several offensive zone shift starts in this game as well, which is you you want to see a more even split in those deployments so you can get the best of both worlds when it comes to Mort Sider and Jake Wallman, especially as your second pair and your third pair continue to be a giant question mark. It, it sucks because... Moritz Sider and Jake Wallman are probably going to be unfairly leaned upon to take an extra, and we've seen it statistically. I mean, that's what we spent our whole episode about, what, Friday or Thursday, about how this this pair is, like, more so than any other pair in the NHL, is getting unfairly leaned upon to take big-time minutes against the best opponents in the worst situations. But when they're the only defensive pair on this team that's any good, and Moritz Sider at 22 years old is as good as he is, that's going to be what's asked of him. And in this game, third game in a row, I thought he absolutely thrived. And a lot of it was in the defensive zone, in my opinion, where he was deployed the most. He was winning almost every single puck battle. He bailed out Rasmussen on two terrible turnovers. He bailed out Alex Lyon on a terrible pass to to no one. And he just was consistently blocking shots, taking passing lanes away, intercepting pucks, picking pockets, winning those puck battles and moving the puck up the ice. Moritz Sider had a hell of a game. Didn't show up on the stat sheet, but this is one of those games where just he quietly dominates. Absolutely, man. Yeah, he was uh, 
<clears throat> I think he was. I think I feel confident to say he was the best player on the ice tonight. I was trying to double back and think if there was much of a debate in my head there, but uh, he was fantastic. He was everywhere. Like you said, I mean, it's, it's really nice to not only was he stellar in the defensive zone, but uh, it, it was really nice to see him effective and uh, pushing pace. And he's so good at keeping the puck in the zone, which was something the Wings needed desperately tonight because none of their passes were any good. So, um, yeah, man, he, uh, he he's obviously a great talent. We've all known that for a while, but it is really nice to see the uh, kind of immediate, uh, dare I say, cause and effect of uh, more favorable deployment, we'll call it. Um, but even on top of that, just in a vacuum, this game, what, no matter where he was starting off, he was uh, he was stellar in this one for sure. Yeah. Um, Alex Al- Lyon too. Yeah, also right where I was fantastic. Go. Yeah, man. I obviously had the crazy, crazy, crazy save. Uh, save <laughs> saved it with his big toe. It looked like, and uh, which was which was nice. But yeah, man. I, I I've for a while now. My biggest thing is I I've consistently because again the defense. We showed you the heat map. Like the defense did this team and did these goalies no favors, right? Uh, or did our goalie no favors. Goodness, it's definitely 2 a.m. Um, but I thought Lyon was was really, really sharp. And this is one I, I think the the somewhat, the phrase I keep saying is like, I just want to be surprised once. Like, I just want... I just want a goalie to really like stand on his head and and really just go out there and kind of have a a team on my back performance. And I I don't know if I'll I'll I would want to make it any more than it was and say that you know like it's Alex close. Single-handedly won us the game or anything, but um he was really good, man. He was really good. And for as much as we've been talking, we started off the show talking about all the negatives and how sloppy of a game it was. Um, there was a lot of high danger shots given up. And Alex Lyon absolutely kept them in this hockey game. I know the opponent wasn't good, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. But uh, I, I thought he was exceptional in this game. And, and we, you kind of mentioned it before we got on air. Like, it really sucks that his save percentage is going to be sub 900 in this one because he certainly deserves for it to be higher. Yeah, I mean, this is about as close as one of those games that you were asking for out of a goaltender as you're going to get in recent memory. And, you know, obviously... I'm sure in the in the in the front office, in the locker room, in the coaching's office, whatever they do, wherever they do their job, uh, again, two in the morning, they'll probably still think Huso is their their starter when he gets healthy. But I mean, Alex Lyon is making a push, and I know most people are going to look at the stats and be like, "Oh, eight eight nine save percentage, that's not very good." And yeah, that goal that Zetterlin scored was weird and. Def, def, definitely soft and people blaming Andrew cop on that goal. It was really weird to me because Andrew cop saved a goal and then cause he scooped it away from the goal line and then Alex line kicked it back in. I don't know why people are, it's a whole different conversation for a different day. The cop is a very polarizing figure on this team. There's always somebody has to be right. Somebody has got to be a polarizing figure. Yeah. Sadina's um, gone. So yeah. So good to see him out there. He had a lot of shots on net. Couldn't bury the puck. Yeah, cop is. I mean, I, oh Zadina, you're talking about Zadina. Yeah, yeah, he wanted it bad. He wanted it real bad. You could tell, man. He had a lot of opportunities in this game, mm-hmm. a lot, and just could not bury it. But 
as far as Lyon goes, I mean, I think he is your bona fide backup at the very least, or your one B if you want to even go that far with his play recently. I mean, he's certainly leapfrog Grimer if all three are healthy. Easy. And then, like, if even even with that weird goal, which if I'll I'll call soft, I'll be honest, I thought it was a soft goal. I mean, he was lights out the rest of the game. He was fantastic, and that seems to be the trend with him. You know, like he's just overall he's very strong in almost every single game in which he gets the net. I think he's had only one. What they would they there's actually a statistic called really bad starts. I think he's only had one that's actually falls under that category. The rest yeah. have been fine or even quality starts. So I, I thought Alex Lyon was great in this game. So good for him. I we didn't really even talk about the goals and how they happened. I mean, it was more overall just about the overall performance in this game. Uh Daniel Sprong power play goal. Good for him. JT Comfort got I mean, Kakinen's gonna want that one back. That was just a yeah, I mean, we're talking about softies. Talking yeah. about softies let in by uh, by Lion. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> not including the empty net or half of the Red Wings' goals tonight could be considered softy. Mm-hmm. I mean, David Perron's second goal was just wild. Like that was that wasn't a softy. It was just a really unfortunate redirection. And credit sure. to Dylan Larkin because probably I mean, a much better way to play. Yeah, I mean, credit credit to Dylan Larkin. I mean, that doesn't happen unless he's doing a net front battle. Leading sure, to that redirection. Yeah. He didn't get a piece of it, but the defensive player that was covering him did. <laughs> I thought it was his skate at first. I was terrified oh, they're going to wave it off. Yeah. I, well, the way he was falling, I don't know if you could even determine if uh, goal has been weird. Um, but yeah, I, I well, thought, gosh, skate. we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> and we don't have time for it because we got to wrap it up. Uh, but there is, whew, I mean, we, we briefly mentioned it, but outside that top pair, it gets rough real quickly because Sherratt and Gosses Bear were paired up for the bulk of this game, and Gosses Bear was pretty bad defensively in this game, and Sherratt was, again, the worst player on the team when it comes to, you know, Corsi 4 percentage, expected goals 4 percentage. Um, but I wouldn't be so shocked if I look real quick here and see he lead, led the team on blocked shots. Yep, four blocked shots. Oh, Wolman, actually number one with five. God, they had t- like 25 block shots in this Woman game. Woman had a huge just... block on a penalty kill. Can't remember if it was the end of the second or the start of the third. I think it was whatever Larkin's slash was. I'm pretty sure it was that penalty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, Wallman had a huge, huge. I mean, there, that was a like, that was a, a one timer from, I don't know, <laughs> from Grace that I really thought was going to be a nice shot at, on net and uh, Wallman put the body on the line and got a block. So 29 block shots for the Red Wings in this game. I love, I, I again, Pretty. I, I love seeing them put their body on the line, but that just means that you did not have the puck as nearly as much as you yeah. should. It also, I mean, we saw Fabry went down in this one. He finished the game shot today. So, but you, uh, yeah, put that at risk a little bit too. That's hockey, baby. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, me too, man. We ball. Let's go. I got to be up in five hours. That's cool. You can wrap it up then, or we can just stare at each other and you can make that number less and less. Your eyes are pretty dreamy, so I don't mind staring at you. They are, dude. All right. We'll be back with a new episode with hopefully a little bit more energy tomorrow, which would be technically Thursday. So we're going to preview the game against the LA Kings in that one. Stay tuned for that. Oh, final thoughts? I already said it. Oh, did you? I see, dude, I don't even, I'm out of it. Same time, same place. 
It's your team every morning. Every day.